0: This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, D show their metal in Steel Men's Stalemate. And Arabs annihilate are in an impressive start. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Twa Teams One Street. I'm Tom Duffy. And providing the knowledge are Alan Temple, hello, George Cran, hello. and Graham Finnan. Hello everyone. Right down to business. Although actually, before before we start about Team Matters, I um, suppose we really should send our best wishes to former Dundee player Eddie Anand, who's mm-hmm. battling very serious illness just now. Uh, I remember Eddie from his time at Den's as a Quiet but nice lad, and a boy who scored a few valuable goals. So, we're all thinking about him, and hopefully, he can battle through. And talking of battling through, George Dundee did so against Motherwell with a draw that was yeah.
1: well deserved. Wasn't sure if you were going to talk about the players or the groundsmen, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the
0: staff as well. It seems, it seems to be a, a It happened with Scotland earlier this summer. It seems to be a new thing. Water on the pitch no longer matters. Let's get the brushes out. Because I have to say, it cost... The water, for me, cost Dundee. There was a ball that didn't bounce in midfield. Motherwell went up the Mm -hmm. park and scored a very good goal. But it did start... Had that been a normal dry pitch, which nobody can do anything about the weather, uh, it would have been Dundee in possession.
1: It was a bizarre day because in the morning it, it was torrential um, in Dundee I was concerned the game was going to be off Um, they were speaking to the SPFL about a possible postponement on the first day of the season uh, which is remarkable really Um, and then it seemed it eased off and then as soon as the referee blew the whistle the heavens opened again and you could see the the two Bryans with the brushes out throughout the entire first half the referee had to stop the game at one point so they could take a corner because they were still pushing the water off that troublesome corner. Uh, but credit to them, they got the game on. And yeah, Dundee got a deserved point in the end. They probably could have won it. It was fairly even, but I think on the balance of chances, Dundee probably edged it. Um, scoring goals is still a bit of an issue. That's uh, There's only one game this season they scored more than one goal, but that's they showed a bit of fight. Lyle Cameron came up with a goal in his Premiership debut. And... Um, Shows that he's not finished after a great season last season. Plenty to be happy about and plenty to be positive about going forward. Um, I think they wanted that win on the first home game of the season, but they'll take it. I
0: think, Lou Barry, the big thing they've learned painfully in the past is not losing your first game.
2: Mm-hmm. And also
0: playing well, which they did.
2: they did. They did play well. I mean, you go and you've got to tick a lot of boxes when you got up to the Premier League. First thing, can you score a goal? Did that. Can you get a point on the board? Did that. Can you get a win on the board? Mm-hmm. Still got to do that. Can you get a win away from home? Still got to do that. There's loads of things that have got to... You can't tick them all off in one game. But there were more, as George says, there was more pluses and minuses in that performance. Um, you know, they were a bit unfortunate early doors because Portal, his first jump, he wins the ball the air and comes down, I think he just... Twists, he, jarred the, he jarred his knee or something. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought he'd been in the tackle because he'd... Um... The manager said it. He, he jumped and he landed yeah. awkwardly. But then there was a tackle with Wilkinson, I think, and I thought it was the tackle ah, that did right. it. Maybe it. Maybe. maybe it was a combination of the both. Yeah,
2: yeah, but, but it was unfortunate. You had yeah. to go off, off after about six minutes, so it meant a a, a reshuffle. And Mister Versatile Jordan McGee goes over to the, to the right hand side, um, and it, it sort of they were still playing a three. But I looked at a wee bit un, un, unbalanced three. Beck was still want to attack on 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 the left, but Ashcroft had gone over to the left left side of defence, and, and the right. I thought it could have even been a four four two. It looked a bit at times um, the way it was set up, but they, they got by it. To be fair, because you, the last thing you want to do in, in the first game, Tom, is, is change your defence. But these things happen mm-hmm. in football, and they had to go and do it. I was impressed from Motherwell. We hadn't heard a lot about them. Um, we talked about Dundee beefing themselves up. I thought Motherwell were a bigger side than Dundee. That shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Where, where this Premier League is, you need you need big players. But I thought that over the course of the game, Motherwell looked a bit more in control when they had the ball. Um, but Dundee did more with the ball when they were actually in control. I mean, you know what I mean? They created better mm-hmm. chances. And, the, the, you know, you're right enough about the first goal, the, the, the goal to lose, because Ashcroft goes for the ball and it just does not bounce. Yeah. It goes under his foot and, and Motherwell are quickly on attack. What I couldn't understand was, um, for the life of me, Malachi Boating. Motherwell are in possession. And Stephen O'Donnell... Malachi Boateng has a player in f- directly in front of him who he's marking, but Stephen O'Donnell bakes past him up the right-hand side. Malaki Boateng does not follow that run. Mm. And, of course, the ball gets chipped out, right? O'Donnell puts a terrific ball into the box. and Fair play to Theo better. I gave him so a bit a finish, of criticism yeah. last week. I said it's a bit of a panic sign from Motherwell, but he finished it really well. Mm. Yeah, Her it was a cracking finish, wasn't in it? The net. They, uh,
1: they could have... I think the a more experienced midfielder as well because it was quite a very young midfielder at that point because Morgan they'd have fouled in the middle so. they'd just killed there's, it there's a bit of
2: that and you yeah. learn you learn from these things and I'm sure that uh, Tony Docker will be pointing out you know where, the, where they went wrong in that situation but you know there's sure a lot of determination in the second half Leo Cameron Got mad of the mass, but for me, Luke McKibben mm-hmm. was the top performer for Dundee. He, he did a really good shift over on that right hand side. And we've spoken about Luke McKibben. I was going to say, because we've,
0: we've dealt him. Yes, <laughs> you've, exactly. got, you've got
2: that ability. Do it. He's do got it most a, weeks. He, he, he can be a, a game changer for Dundee this mm-hmm. season, but he needs to produce week in, week out. He does it, um, he, you know, I would say he does it every once every four games. He needs to get that ratio up. But he puts over a great ball for... for Fairness to him, he's he starred two league games in yeah. a row now. No, he's right. a great star in the promotion game. And when you're playing with sort of, you know, a 3-5-2, he has defensive duties as well. And he, st- he stuck to that quite well. Really. He'd hit the post earlier on. Uh, great ball for the goal. If you watch Cameron, yeah. if, you Cameron makes it, if you watch Cameron's run, he goes into the middle and then quickly does reverses backwards out and doesn't get picked up by any defenders and comes round the back post and it shows you don't, don't have to be six four. To score, go with your head, he, and he put it away well. Is that where it helps when you've got, you've not got the height mm-hmm. advantage because you have to I think. think. So. He was thinking yep. of losing Absolutely. people because he knows he's
0: not going to win. And a, I
2: also think, a jump. I also think, Tom, when you're def- when defenders and even midfielders are defending that six-yard box, they're not too concerned about <laughs> where Lyle Cameron is. They're looking. Yeah, you're always looking, looking in for, in for the for big six
1: guys. Footers. Yeah, and it, it helps that Dundee have two big strikers as yeah. well. The, the centre backs. Yeah. That's all like of the, are concerned they, with. Them. They get the
2: goal, they're a wee bit unlucky, one off the post. I thought, uh, I think it was a guy Muller had a shot for them late on, which was going on target. What a and and Joe uh, he put his head on it and knocked it wide for a corner. And Dundee got a goal kick, actually. He <laughs> didn't even spot that had been deflected wide. So I think, uh, yeah, a lot of pluses for Dundee. I think we need to see more, a bit more from Robinson and uh, Bakayoko up front. Yeah,
1: I didn't think Bakayoko. I thought he looked a little bit off the pace, he looked at maybe.
2: But all in all, you've got a few... To the player that hasn't played yeah. that much. at the end, yeah. I think the crowd were quite satisfied that the mm-hmm. back in. They got that goal, they got their point. Yeah. They're on the board in the Premier League and, and looking forward to, to Paisley this weekend.
0: Yeah. And Alan, people tend to look at names and not current reputations. Motherwell, uh, uh, this is not a stat I came up with, but Motherwell have only lost two in 19 now. And also I heard, uh, I think it was Stephen Cragan was at the game uh, when I was listening on the radio... Obviously, ex Motherwell has an interest, sees them a lot, and he made the point: Motherwell are very good at having games, and not just spells and games where you would say they were not the team that was on top, but they don't lose. So it's a good, a decent result for Dundee. I'm not going to go overboard about it, but but coming away with a, a you know, a point where. The perception was they were the better team if somebody was going to win it. So it's an encouraging start.
3: Absolutely. And getting off the mark. As you, the, of course,
0: uh, saw one of those defeats that Motherwell suffered on the Stuart Kettlewell.
3: <laughs> yes. Um, one of the kind of, I would say, five or six maybe real false dons last season. That <laughs> seemed so positive after that. But no, it's uh, getting off the mark is so pivotal. Um, it might seem daft, but you lose your first home game then you've got an away game, Yeah, every chance, that's a tough one. Before you know it, you're maybe two or three games in and you've not got a point on the board. So it's vital. And I mean, I've obviously just, you know, seen the highlights. You you guys will have seen much more of the the actual action and the the back and forth. But I thought the the quality of chances that Dundee created Mm -hmm. was, was, was excellent. You know, the mother will have been indebted to the woodwork there. So I think on another day, I think Dundee won that football match and there's I mean you guys have have touched really ably on a lot of the the positives but one thing I I did enjoy on the Lyle Cameron point that you were making really enjoyed watching him last season just for the fact that he's almost got a striker's instinct of timing his runs into the box Mm -hmm. he just you know it's all easy to say kind of always. He's small, so people don't pick him up. But there's plenty of small yeah, players yeah. that don't find the space that Lyle Cameron does. See, for such a young yeah, man... he's talking
0: about defenders he course. played behind. Them. There are also diligent <laughs> defenders who try to mark everybody. Yeah, but he's
3: got, he's got a real intelligent appreciation of space yeah. that usually only comes maybe when you're wee bit older, I mean, this podcast is now becoming sort of the, the podcast where we make ludicrous comparisons, so let's just carry <laughs> that on and it's it's a wee bit Frank Lampardy, you know, in, in oh, Lyle Cameron oh. see that knack that he's got of just yeah, pop, the email. see <laughs> popping up in the, yeah. in the right place at the right time, obviously I'm not comparing the two players but just on that particular attribute and the exciting thing is, that will only get better he'll only learn when's the right time to go, when's the right time to stay and that's probably why you know, earlier this season, there's maybe been games where he wasn't quite as impactful because people need to find those runs. You mm-hmm. know, people, and there will be days where he's ineffectual. There'll be days where he's it's not his day. But when you when you look at that, when you look at the timing of that run, and he did it so often last season as well, yeah. I think there's there's really something there to work on, and, and I still think he needs to. Um, build him still physically a little bit yeah. more but that will come with time and I think he needs to impact on games when he isn't maybe being found as much as he would like mm-hmm. uh, again that's an improvement you would think would come with time but that's a, an exciting aspect of, of his performance I just think it's funny when we're talking about the physicality and the importance of being as strong as teams the smallest player in the park pops up with a, yeah. a head so it's a, yeah. yeah,
1: funny game I was just having a look at a, a wee start for Lyle Cameron, quite interesting, 15 goals 29 starts,
3: Brilliant. I mean, that's pretty good, isn't it? Striking numbers. Yeah. That's pretty sold soon, yeah, if you that's ask really. <laughs> <laughs> When's When's
0: the end of August?
3: <laughs> but George,
0: to put my Doomsday D hat on. We do need it, yeah. The, they should have scored more. They should have scored more the week it's before. Been, it's been against a problem, yeah. Vines. I mean, the plus side is they're creating, but they're, they're too many games like that, heads... Heads will go down a wee bit. Also, I was happy with a point on the first day. I would, honestly, I would, as a fan, I would have taken that, especially given Motherwell's current situation. They're a, a very difficult team to beat. Dundee go to St Mirren on Saturday. They had a great win at Easter Road on Sunday. Statistically, a team like Dundee gets beat more often than the win away from home in the Premier League. Then they've got Hearts at home, now they want, to, they want to take the good work and get a win quickly, don't they?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I, I was having a look back at um, two years ago when they were last in the Premiership, because I remember the first game of the season was at Denz against St. an established Premiership team, and they came away with a, a draw that day. Joe Sean has actually scored a non-goal for St. or for Dundee, whichever way. It was, it was a Dundee <laughs> goal. Um, but then they were quite happy with that, but then didn't win league game until October and we saw what happened by the, by the end of the season that was a real struggle I'm not saying it's going to be the same this time around because the, the, the team l- looks like it's got much more quality in it this time around Um but it just you need that win as, as soon as possible on the board Um you don't want to be looking at the league table and continually being at the bottom of it. Um in terms of the goals, that, that, is, that has been an the issue for, for quite a while now because, I mean, the five games this season, only one of them they've scored more than one goal. That was against Dumbarton. You look a wee bit further back, the, the couple of friendlies at Cove and both were just 1-0 wins. The goals haven't exactly been flowing, but to turn that on its head, at the other end, they've not been conceding many. Conceded one at Arbro- uh, Airdrie, one against Motherwell, and one... Uh, against the bottom.
0: You so, Mr. Start. start yeah. really?
1: I've, I've been channeling in a <laughs> Ewan Smith <laughs> since he's been sunning himself in Mexico. So, yes.
3: Are back. we supposed to do research for this? <laughs> <podcast>? <laughs> that's news to me. <laughs>
1: um, so th- they're not Just conceding. Go- it, yeah, no, sorry.
0: You're <laughs> sounding knowledgeable. Stop it.
1: They're not conceding goals, so that's that's a good sign. Of things obviously that will be tested at someone. Uh, they're looking pretty good um, and have goals in them have To keep Mark O'Hara quiet,
3: yeah. strange team. Yeah. St. Mirren, I uh, saw their lineup ahead of Easter Road, and uh, up front on his own plays a guy who didn't exactly set the header alight on loan at a broth last season. And
1: who, who I, I thought he was, his name was actually Lasagna every time I heard it. <laughs> must that must have been
3: awful disappointing yeah. for you. <laughs> um, it's yeah, and then they score and score three goals, so they're still a Uh, they're still clearly a very capable attacking unit there but I don't think it's necessarily due to their strikers I don't Uh think they've got a great striker pool you can tell by the amount of of them that Stephen Robinson seems to be signing but Uh behind them I think they've got some really good creative players I've liked Greg Kelly from the moment he was on loan at Dunfermline, and he was just lighting up games. Um, he's just trying to scare us, John. And Marco O'Hara's, O'Hara's a top player. They've done like so great. well. Hold on, Marco Mark O'Hara. and yeah, which well, Dundee him. might have done a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised he's still at a club um, at that tier. If if that makes sense, you know that. Yeah, I would say Saint St- Mirren, Dundee, kind of akin to each other in terms of their tier yeah. of football. And I, I do, I could, I could see Mark O'Hara comfortably playing for a team that you would. Um, generously maybe consider to be a slightly higher tier mm-hmm. maybe you know a Hibs or a Hearts or, or something like that because his numbers are was. I, ex- I thought he was excellent in Dundee I was a, I was a yeah. massive fan Best of amount,
0: I've even thought for a few years players like him more strikers like Lauren Shankland I don't understand I think the old firm could save themselves a bit of money by identifying players that certainly would do a job for them in the league when you look at his part of their squad.
3: When you look at O'Hara's engine and energy and physicality, he could do a job down in England and probably double his money. Yeah. So that's kind of surprising as I well. They don't a spell
2: down yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah.
1: A spell. He, he left Dundee for Peter Brown's mm-hmm. good contract. Yeah. And they scored a bunch of goals right at the mm-hmm. start. He did brilliant and then just faded. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, maybe the game just didn't suit him or
0: what, but certainly suits him up here. Well, on Saturday, Bear, in your position, they could well, St. Mirren could well be facing... One of their star, well two they will be facing Joe Shaughnessy but they could be facing another star of mm-hmm. last season's campaign for them Trevor Carson.
2: It could be. They could be but I mean, that that's a big decision for Tony Docher to make I've got to say because John McCracken had a good game at, at the weekend he pulled a fantastic save from uh, Blair Spittle down low in the mm-hmm. first half and never did anything wrong so that's a big conversation Tony Docher would have to have with, with, with McCracken if he's going to bring uh, Trevor Carson right in and to be fair, I'll be interesting to see if he changes the team in general because I was, I was a, he's a rare breed of manager. He never put a substitute on after that sixth minute. No, I
1: know it, it that's very
2: strange. unusual in a Premier League game. And
1: will only made two. Yeah, very unusual.
2: Yeah, I, so yeah. you always had faith in the players that were on the park. Maybe didn't want to disrupt it at a time when they were doing okay defensively. Just didn't want to throw someone on that could upset. You know, you're talking about maybe getting a winner, but if you throw someone on it, because something yeah. upset the defensive I wonder aspect the conditions of play. Added yeah, to that. maybe, maybe, but uh, I'll also be interested to see if he, if he goes with two up top, which would be big in the Premier League as well. For yeah. for a away side like Dundee, just being mm-hmm. promoted and playing with the two strikers, you know, so that, yeah, a lot of questions. But in terms of the goalkeeper, I think it's crystal clear that Trevor Carson is going to be number one. It just yeah. depends when, how long, you know, he has to wait to get his his hands on the gloves.
0: And he's obviously. I mean, he had to reshuffle the team mm-hmm. on Saturday after Portales got injured, and he he's got that to think about. You said it looked a bit unbalanced.
2: I I, I just think that Owen Owen Beck is a natural to play and, and, and as a wing back in a wing back role, but he also defends very well down that left mm-hmm. hand. And I think I liked uh, McGee on the right side of the defence because he didn't really want to go he didn't get himself hauled away out of position. I think that Ascor sometimes feels he's duty-bound to, to, to step it over there. So yeah. I, f- I felt at times it looked more, a bit like a 4-4-2. I know it was still... I mean, McHill was still wide right effectively and still two stickers on, but at times it looked to me he's like quite a, high. a bit like was, a 4-4-2. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of things he, he, he could change in it. You know, I, I mean, as uh, McGee's well comfortable with playing it on the right-hand side of the defence, either as a right centre-back or... You know, a as, right as a back. right back, yeah. He's played every.
0: He's, he's, yeah. he's in fact, Dun, Dundee, the the club that moved him into midfield more uh-huh. than anyone else, more mm. than Hartz or Falkirk ever did.
1: Yeah. Well, you look at him, and obviously it was Mulligan that came on, but between the two of them, they can pretty much cover every yeah. position apart from striker and goalkeeper, I think, basically yeah. between the two of them. So. I've got to mention and Mulligan as well. I mean, it was he, was just, excellent. he was he was really... ghosting past yeah. boys.
2: I mean, that surface was was like glue, and he mm-hmm. was just ghosting past boys. One thing that let him down was his, his, his final ball and his finishing touch, you know, but that, if that comes again, you, you know, Dundee will be Dundee will be quads in.
0: And Tony is still looking for players. There's a trio of midfielders linked in the past couple of days.
1: Certainly once, uh, yeah, uh, some reinforcements. And there obviously Sean Burden. You can name
0: them if you want, John. <laughs> I'll, I'll <get> them. <laughs> obviously,
1: Sean Burns uh, left to go unknown to Wraith Rovers. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of options. Basically, the whole championship will need them. Um, but he's, he's chosen Ruth Rovers and yeah good signing for Ruth Rovers I think so um, so they're looking at that kind of somebody to play alongside Boateng I think in the middle and the, the names Tyler Onyango from Everton young midfielder highly rated um, the story in the courier the Tilly sorry the Tilly oh my god there's yeah. a yellow card no no um, that St. Johnston had, had said no to moving on with possibly signing him but Dundee were still interested and, and Tony Dockert confirmed that at the weekend Gillian um, Phillips from Crystal Palace who looks a very good player but it doesn't look like that one's going to happen um, Tony Dockert speaking yesterday kind of indicated that and it, it looks like he's going to Wickham, so I could probably strike him off the list uh, and just Last night and this morning, Sean Goss is, is one that's emerged as a possible. Obviously, played a lot up here with Motherwell and Rangers and St. Johnston. A um, bit more experienced than the rest of the team. That's obviously something we've talked about.
0: I was going to say that. We'd, looking at Dundee, one thing I think in the middle of the park, apart from Jordan McGee, they're quite young.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, whatever the natural ability of the other two, although George seems to have killed the boy Phillips. Stone, stone dead. Well, I think he's still alive, but just in England. <laughs> it's dead to us if he doesn't come. But would you be tempted to go for Goss just on the basis that, adds, as well as a bit of quality, it adds experience?
2: Yeah, I, I, we talked about Joe Shaughnessy coming in, Trevor Carson, two players with Premier League experience. If you get someone you know who can do a job at that level, then as, as, as a box ticked in terms of, in addition to the squad, that you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I still think they need, I, what I remember is Sean Gosh, He's an experienced guy. He's a tough tackling midfielder. I think he would be positive, but I still think we need a, a more some a more creative, experienced midfielder in there. I think we're relying too much on, Will Cameron. We're, we're relying a wee bit too much on Luke McEwen to, to produce. Somebody that can go in and, and can follow oh a yeah, well, I've, I've said that. Yeah.
0: Not, not Paul McGowan coming from, 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 yeah.
2: coming from Cove Rangers at 35, but someone of that ilk. And Paul McGowan suspended. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fantastic <laughs> Paul McGowan fashion. He got sent off on his debut. <laughs> Gowser will, will be back. Not a dense but He'll be back for a Cove Ranger, I'm sure. No, no, but someone of that sort of stature who is quite comfortable taking the ball in tight areas and, and can see when a game, a Kevin Thompson type character. I mean, that, we're, we're, we're punching quite high here, I've got to say. But that sort of experience, I think, is a quite that sort of talent. A talent would be a massive a massive boost to Dundee. Yeah, I have
0: to say, Alan Baird just described a player there that's going to cost well at the seven <laughs> figures, if you ask me.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's clear with the fact that if there's a strong interest there in Sean Goss, what they're what maybe after, which is uh, they've got their Malachi they've got Jordan McGee, they've got people that can make tackles and they've got people that can do hard running and Sean Goss what you've got is a guy who from set pieces you've got a wand of a delivery, Mm. can play passes for me and you know uh, happy 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 if he wants to come and prove me wrong but I don't think he affects football matches enough, I think he flatters to deceive too much as a player Um, his most effective games for Motherwell were certainly his deliveries screamer of a goal at uh, Easter Road against Hibbs I think so he does catch the eye he does flashy things but I worry that in a team that might not always dominate the football as Dundee probably won't I don't know if Sean Goss is the guy for the trenches in the midfield um, but as I say Tony Dockery <laughs> is far 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 more qualified to make that decision than me and if he thinks he's the man then he might very well come in and be the man but I um, he probably wouldn't have been top of my list and I think he veers too much. It's a great comparison in terms of the, the Kevin Thompson. Kevin Thompson was a player who was wonderfully technically gifted, could pick mm-hmm. a pass, could cut teams open. But see, when you didn't have the ball, he was a terrier. And I was going to say, you re, do,
0: read a, Kevin Thompson would have had 50 Scotland caps plus if, mm-hmm. he'd,
3: if he'd have been fit so during his career. He, he read the game beautifully. Yeah, you need, you need someone who can do a bit of both and... Um, Sean Goss would just, I think he would need a a, a bit more kind of work in terms of that uh, time without the ball if he was going to be that, you know, Kevin Thompson type. Um, but I think he would be very talented when you've got the football. It's just how often Dundee necessarily have the football every week is, It would be my only concern. Yeah, that's,
0: that's where I would actually for once disagree with Bairn. and say they've, they've got enough players that are good with the football. I'd, I must admit, my idea of what I'd like to see Dundee sign in the middle of the park is, is, is a Kevin Thompson off the ball It puts type a, it player puts, who's it, <clears> prepared to sit and knows when to go and not go
3: and it just puts a bit of pressure on Malachi Boateng I would have thought mm-hmm. if you've got a player beside him that maybe um, doesn't luxuriate in doing the defensive stuff yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. means Bwating and potentially McGee if they're playing a three in there yeah. have to do a, a yeah. lot of work I think you know? I think
1: it's it's
3: I, what I would like to see is something similar
1: to McGee in terms of the, the running ability and getting around the pitch and that defensive nose, but with a wee bit more quality on the ball, I think. We know McGee's a, a good player, but he's not going to cut a defence opener. He's not going to make that pass that creates space for a goal, um, but he's a hard worker who can who can does all the dirty stuff. A bit of that and a wee bit more on the ball, I think. So if he
3: could meld Sean Goss and Jordan McGee but, together <laughs> but that goes back to exactly what Tam was saying, that player we describe as an exceptionally <laughs> <Yes>. expensive footballer <laughs> yes. so maybe you yeah. do go with a Sean Goss and as a good coach back yourself to get more out of him defensively mm-hmm. which is, uh, maybe there is more to come uh, maybe Sean Goss in at previous clubs has never been asked to do that other side of the game as well, much look at you Jordan know? McGee yeah. He was he was signed as a centre
0: mm-hmm. half, stroke right back. Yep. Look at the job he's done for Dundee in midfield.
3: Yep. So maybe there's more to come, mm-hmm. and it would be exciting if if Tony Dockett was the guy to unlock that. And also, I mean, Tyler
0: French is back in training. George, it's been a long time. How far away is he? Because he would give them that option now. Putting yeah back in midfield.
1: It's it's still maybe a, a couple of weeks away. I think he's he was. I saw him when I arrived at the end. He was on the pitch with Charlie Riley. Riley. They were both. uh doing running drills and stuff, so it's positive. Um, manager was talking about possibly seeing him in the Dundee B game next week. They're playing in the Challenge Cup, so he might possibly play some part in that. And then they're playing a bounce game, uh, and they've got a free weekend next week uh, because it's League Cup, and they're not in that anymore. Uh, so they're they're organising the game, and he should get some minutes in there. So it won't be too far away once this wee break comes and passes. Um, but I'm really interested to see how he does stepping up from the championship. I thought he was absolutely excellent last season. Um, mm-hmm. It adds so much pace to your back line, that yeah. it's a real asset. Um, where he plays I don't know obviously they've got a couple of defensive issues at the moment with Portales it looks like he's going out for a fair I was going amount to say, of time it's,
0: it's all, being very upbeat about Dundee and, yeah. so, and maybe it's credit to them as well because they are carrying a few with Portales out now Aaron Donnelly has been, been yeah. since early pre-season training
1: Young, he looks like he's going to be a wee while. Charlie Riley is, that's that's
0: other end of the park, admittedly, yeah. and, and he might be more than one for the future. But there have been a few injuries, yeah, for them to cope with,
1: particularly at the back. And and if Tony Dockett is going to continue with the the three that he likes, that obviously means you need an extra centre back, and and being a couple down is an issue, or three down if if you count Tyler French not quite been ready yet. Um, He's also I mean, got Kami Kerr. Yeah, and you he, mentioned he's that. He's not yeah. been
0: starting, but he's there's uh, certainly f- games like Saturday, for instance, and games against the Bigots team. Kami's defensive qualities yeah. mm-hmm. are never in question.
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's definitely an option because I, I did look at the bench when Portales was limping about mm. and I was like, oh, there's not. Really, a centre back on there, but obviously McGee was on the pitch. But Tommy
0: jo- George is the, <laughs> for those who don't know George, that that that's like a major crisis when George says, "Oh, you know, you know, It's like there's a typhoon coming or something like that. It's not, not a gentle breeze. George is quite a laid back chap for those of you who don't know.
1: <laughs> um, obviously, Donnelly was one they had really high hopes for. Uh, Tony Docherty spoke really highly of him, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's. Gonna be at least in, into the months. I think he's gonna be out. Um, and he was the one. What has turned, he done? What's he done? With he turned his ankle basically first day of training. Um, apparently his family were up at the game on Saturday though. He can't. He couldn't travel because he's injured. But the family well, came up anyway. So tells you he's keen. Um, I'm, all, I'm
0: always interested in that, especially I can understand if you're dealing with part-time clubs or even if, if the lad is sitting injured in a hotel abroad. But. I, I'm always interested as to why clubs loan a player to another full-time club with proper medical staff. As soon as they get injured, they get back down <laughs> yeah. here. We want to see what they've done to you, <laughs> He's Because he is doing his rehab in Nottingham. It's back there in yeah. I mean, surely in an ideal world, a loan player, you would, ha- you would have him mixing with the, his temporary teammates, if you like, because at least get yeah. to know them a bit yeah. better.
1: Well, maybe that'll happen when... Down, further down the line, um, they are a Premier League club, so I'm sure they've got decent. They have medical, more physios yeah. than Dundee. Um,
0: they, do, they do have about fifty players <laughs> not on Forest, <unfortunately, laughs> so they must have a big medical team to go with that.
1: And he's he's uh, left side of the I think you're talking about balance in the back three. I think he was going to be a big part of that, um, playing on the left side of the, the three. Um, Portales, how long that that'll be? I haven't found out the full extent yet, did see him leaving Gardine with a, with a knee brace on, so that Yes, I right. heard
0: there was mechanical yeah. devices strapping yeah. around his leg. Yeah,
1: so uh, yeah, that could be a wee while, it's a, it's a ligament issue, so Uh-oh. it's a shame for the boy. Um, six minutes into your Premiership debut and, and it's an injury like
0: that, but hopefully it won't be too long. Thank goodness there's a Taco Bell in the city centre now. <laughs> Free, free advert. That's the one
2: to pay me. <laughs> anyway. That's unfortunate, isn't it? It's just, just here yeah. and he's on, yeah. on the treatment table straight away. It's disappointing because he does look he does look a good defensive option yeah. for them. Every game I've seen him, I think he looks a bit on the on the small side that's compared yeah. to Ashcroft and and Shaughnessy. I and mean, a lot of guys would look on the small mm. side compared to those two, but I don't think I've seen him lose a header. In the air, I'm sure.
0: That's because he only played for six minutes.
2: Yeah. Spare <laughs> a couple of
0: <laughs> It's hard to lose a header when you're on a stretch there. <laughs> yeah, <up>
2: yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: great stuff. Do you like a true crime podcast, Bear? I do, especially if it's local. What if I told you about a podcast that tells the story of a massive cocaine smuggling operation involving a man from Blair Gowdy who did a deal with the Cali cartel? to import 100 million pounds of uncut cocaine to Scotland. I'm listening. Hunting Mr. X is DC Thompson's first true crime podcast that reveals the unbelievable story behind Julian Chisholm, who also became known as Mr. X. It's got a prison break, an assassination plot, undercover surveillance, the lot. Where can I listen to this? Hunting Mr. X is available on all your major podcasting platforms from Spotify to Apple. Subscribe now. Right, moving from one ray of sunshine in this miserable summer to another ray of sunshine right across the road. United. Although, before we start, I'm demanding an apology for being called an idiot. When I tipped at United, would not
2: apologise. The only
0: pro- well, no, the only problem with demanding that apology was me that called myself an idiot. so I'm not going to apologise to myself, but I'm, Alan.
3: I'm glad you narrowed down <laughs> this, this specific reason. Who, who was the idiot who
0: called me an idiot? <laughs> me.
3: Um, yeah. Um, what a cracking start. First of all, both were absolutely rubbish, so let's get that out of the way as a caveat because I'm not going to keep coming back to the fact that... Good to
0: see you back from holiday, Ian. Uh, because um,
3: <laughs> uh, otherwise I'm going to have to keep coming back and caveating that. So that's yes. so we're going to proceed from this point with the you-can-only-beat-what's-in-front-of-you principle. So, and with that in mind, they were fantastic in the first 45 minutes. Um, you could pinpoint some individual performances that were, were great, but... The biggest difference, especially having sat through some of the passive, timid football of last season, was just how energetic and front foot they were. They did what you need to do when you're playing away to a growth, which is um, show that you're willing to fight harder than them and snap into tackles harder than them and press harder than them before then playing your football. And they did that. Brilliantly. Ross Docherty and Craig would have the making of a really, really good central um, midfield pairing. Tony Watt coming back to beef that up when necessary, which, let's be honest, wasn't necessary all that often. And It'll be interesting to see whether they maybe take him out and put in a more natural midfielder when they need to beef up in there. But um, really promising the players that we've discussed quite a few times on this podcast showing up terrifically, Louis Moult, unplayable for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and showing a real sort of creative spark that you maybe don't necessarily associate with him as a, a natural finisher, but um, I know I've already made the caveat, but it has to be pointed out. A Broth gave him so much space. It was absolutely wild how was much he space did, he that's had. let
0: credit the lad. I, I thought he just looked too clever for them.
3: Well, his hmm. movement was good, but my movement's good if no one follows me. Like, <laughs> well, So, um, uh, you know, he did take advantage of that. And uh, has, you know, once he had the ball in all that space, uh, his passes were perfect, intelligent, but brilliantly weighted. Matthew Cujo was excellent. Scott McMahon is flying at the moment at left back. So it's all really positive um, in terms of um, the the progress made. And it's funny because after the fact, everyone well, those that would seek to play it down will shrug and say, well, it was only broth." that's the kind of game you should be winning if you're going to win the league. Nobody was talking like that before no. the game. Yeah. Everybody was pointing out that that's exactly the sort of opening day that you don't want. Mm-hmm. A weighty broth on the telly, Friday night, everyone tuning in to see Banter Dundee United blow it on the opening day of the season. And they won handsomely. So, yeah, I mean,
0: one thing that interested me is last season when the, the struggled against relegation... Uh, Arbroath, I think it was only three league games, the one at home but nobody pretended it was an easy place to go and nobody I can't remember anyone home or away doing what United did to them in the the four or five seasons since Arbroath got up to the championship
3: No, absolutely not. They were um, devastating in their efficiency in the final third, which is exactly what you needed. There is a I think maybe a parallel world where Xiao Baldy doesn't play that inexplicable pass straight to yeah. Louis Mole, and it seemed to look up. It was f- <laughs> it was really strange. The, the new press box at Gayfield is right on the touchline, so mm. we were so close to Xiao Baldy and watched him lift his head, pass ah, the ball straight yeah. to Louis Mole, and then so I kept. A, it
2: was a terrific defence spotting pass. <laughs> no, oh, absolutely, and um, I, I, I I I it was one of those where you had to. Both I, his fullbacks beyond him by this point. Ah, you
0: you had to look twice because he seemed he seemed to look up and pick yeah. out the pass and then <laughs> I, you're like oh no, that's I, not, I the, watched s- him, not the same team.
3: I watched him for a second afterwards and he just stood unfounded at what he had just done. Yeah. Um, so I felt sorry for the boy. He's a young player and he'll learn, but um, you do wonder if United hadn't got the win to their backs that early doors whether it could have been a different game, but it wasn't and Abroath just collapsed in a manner that um, you really don't associate with them, but it was certainly oh. helped by the fact that every chance United created they scored um, yeah. and that's the sort of that's the quality that Jim Goodman's talking about when he says I think he's he's done a lot of work designed towards making this than the United team capable of fighting in the championship and he's doing all that with the kind of proviso that there's enough talent at the other end that if yeah. you win the fight and don't do anything stupid mm-hmm. they will score goals and I think you saw it Gayfield the the level of finishing Matthew Cudjoe would well, never scored a senior goal before <laughs> and finishes like that. <laughs> right. That's, you know, that's the talent we're alluding to. I think it was last week that I said when you talk to people privately up at Tannerdice, they he's one of the most talented players yeah, at that football club. And that's, that's the technique. That's the calmness that he does every day in training. He rips people apart in training, you know, talking to people involved um, privately. And it's just a case of, I think now that he's got an assist and a goal under his belt, you could see a, a really, really exciting mm-hmm. season from him. But also, watching the
0: game on the box, it's, it struck me that United won't play that well every week. But if they show the attitude, mm-hmm. the, as Alan said, the front foot, the up and at them, mm-hmm. the, the willingness to sort of get around the pitch, battle yeah. when the hood to, if they show that every week, I mean, unfortunately, you and I and George know the championship a lot, a lot better than we'd like to. Goes a long way. Eh?
2: Yeah, they'll need that. And- they need it because they're Dundee United, and Alan says and he, he's right at the start when he starts speaking to spoke about how bad our growth were, and I've heard this before. Unfortunately, that's what you get, and it's because you're you're Dundee or you're Dundee United. When you have a good victory, you tend to look at the opposition's performance mm-hmm. rather than your own. When Dundee won the league last season, you got it from Dundee fans. Yep. Basically, saying that league was rubbish, wasn't it? But Dundee fans would have been the only te- only supporters in that league that thought that league was rubbish. Every other team would have <laughs> thought, this is a tough league. But it's because of where you are in Scottish football and because yeah. of the plinth that you see yourself on and other clubs see you on, you feel that you should be better all the time and it doesn't always work out like that. But Dundee were, were, they were absolutely fantastic. They showed every aspect of the game, the quality they had, you know, the desire. Alan's, Alan's right, Doherty and Sybil, Sybil especially, I thought was outstanding. And he made it so easy for his defenders because... They were taking the ball short. He was coming into deep pockets and taking it really deep and then moving it I did, forward
0: there. I did think he let himself down when he scored because he, <laughs> he looked a wee bit surprised. It was a yeah. great finish. Yeah, and he it went, a great Whoa. finish. <laughs> I always thought he was able he to say, was that me? <laughs> that but I thought yeah. him and Doherty were. They frustrated. were.
2: And it's a, great, it's a great platform Platform for them to have because they can play and they can put tackles in. Cujo, and audacious, audacious finish. More different class defenders. I've got to say there will be tougher tests out there, but never really got themselves in any troublesome situations. So we can't forget they were the
0: central defensive pair, among the most respected in the championship the last few
2: seasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't think it would. To be fair, I don't think it was Ricky Little and no. and uh, Tom O'Brien who were the problem for Harbro. Yeah. No, they were exposed. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Uh, they got picked off a couple of times. Um, mm. But it's it's just going back to the original question, Tom, it's where Dundee United are and it's the expectation level that's placed upon them and it's something they have to carry. But if they carry it like that every week, they'll demoralize other teams and, yeah. and uh, you know that's what uh, you've been saying you're expecting United to win the league by October. <laughs> you know, I was laughing at that, but I'll tell you what, another few performances a few, few performances like that. And they could well not win the league by October, but put such a big sort of a gap between themselves and a lot of teams, you know, they put themselves right in the hot seat. And, George, to be
0: brutally honest about it, the question going into this season about United was, because, because of the Cujos, the Middletons, even Glass coming back and Watt, the Moult, the question wasn't ability, the question that arose last season was do they have the heart? Yeah. Well, the, and, and they showed that on Friday.
1: And we've seen, we've seen so many times teams coming down that have a hangover and it it just continues that you can't turn it around we've seen it go the other way when teams come up and maybe their overall quality isn't brilliant but they have momentum and they just keep it going that works the other way negatively at times so to kick off the season in that sort of manner is is fantastic particularly for for jim goodwin because just looking back a couple of weeks ago obviously the troubles they had at the start of the league cup they're all forgotten about completely now. And I can imagine the rest of the championship sitting down on the Friday night, watching United they're both apart, thinking, oh, mm-hmm. okay.
3: My, if, if they keep this up, then we're, yeah. going, for, we're
1: going for second. Mm-hmm. I think I think,
3: yeah. I think Saturday's game's big in that regard. I think... Yeah, if, backing if, up. Yeah. Exactly. Having done that against a growth, there might be a temptation to say it was a big-time game on TV, mm-hmm. United were up for it, our growth weren't ready, and... It won't be like that every week against a Dunfermline team that also won their opening game of the season. Big club at Tannadice. Back at Tannadice is key. If United can... Get a comprehensive one, maybe by two or three margin, and that's absolutely not me saying I expect that to happen. I'm just saying if they were to do could that, could you think they yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have me? We'll have
0: this game won by the 15 minute mark. Yeah, if,
3: <laughs> if they were to do that, then I think that sends out a signal. Yeah. Uh, if they were to win away at a Br- growth comfortably, then beat one of the bigger teams in the division, albeit I wouldn't put them among the promotion favourites. Um, then I think that's them uh, really sending out a marker. But I also think it's just important to um, get back to winning ways at, at Tannadice. Yeah. I know they beat Peterhead there, but if United are going to shrug off the play Cup exit, then I'm going to shrug off their victories in it. Um, so it's uh, now back to league business at mm-hmm. Tannadice, and it's really important that after so many flops there in the final weeks of the season at Tannadice, you know, give the fans a sense that. Um, it's going to be a good campaign because you know, they have sold 5,100, well, yeah. more than that now, season tickets. So those fans need to feel like they're going to be entertained and, and get on board with this um, feeling of sort of burgeoning momentum that's, that's maybe gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: maybe I touched bizarrely when I was watching the game last week, uh, but maybe it's good. as a failed centre half, which was only one of a number of positions <laughs> I failed in, I have to say. Very impressed with Declan Gallagher and Kevin Holt. Yeah. Now it was a game of one-way traffic, but whatever came their way, the brushed aside the Arbroath attacks and looked very, very solid.
2: I would expect that. I mean, I still and feel. Kevin, is that their first game? Second yeah. game. First game together.
3: Uh, first competitive game uh-huh. together. Yeah. They played together uh, down at Car- Car- yeah. Car- okay, yeah Car- I would
2: yeah. expect that, certainly from Declan Gallagher, where, where he's been throughout his career. He, he should. He is dropping down, I feel, a level that's, that's below, below the level he should be playing at and hopefully he can get back to that level with Dundee United next season. Um, I don't think they were put under too much stress. I think they're helped greatly, as, as I've said, by Sybil and Doherty in front mm. of them, give them give them good protection. I still feel that, that Kevin Holt... <laughs> I've having oh, started his career at left back at Denz. You know, I saw see him more as a left sided player, and maybe in a three and and defense but it looks as though he's going. He played centre back for Thistle last season. Mm-hmm. Did did really well in a strong Thistle side. So yeah, it's a great start for them. The keeper did everything that was asked I'm really comfortably as well, Tam, we've not really spoken about him. A, he looks a real keeper,
0: doesn't real, he? Real,
2: su- just simple. That's just not, not getting yourself into situations where you're, you're causing panic among your defence. And that could be just a simple pass-back where you miss control and you mm-hmm. give our brother a bit of hope because you've got to toe-bash the ball out for a corner kick or it's hitting the defenders. Never got himself in any sort of mm-hmm. panicky situations at, at, at all. And was, I spoke about this in the end of last season. There was a malaise over time. It's the dark clouds. Goes into relegation, they're still there. You know, there's a bit of turbulence throughout the summer. Jim, uh, Jim Goodman's trying to change the team. They have a really shaky start in the play Cup. You know, these clouds are still there. But over the last three weeks, I think what what we've seen, you can see the, the grass shoots of recovery. You can see the grass shoots of recovery appearing at Tarnedice, and I think the fans will start to appreciate that. Um, and obviously they've got a big game on Saturday against the Dunfermline side and it's gonna be a it's a bit of spice to the game, obviously, James McPake Mm. and and Dave McKay on the touchline. There's Mm. there's numerous Dundee. Harry I know Harry Sharp made his debut. Um, you've got Sam Fisher, Craig Whiting. Um, there's No, group. they'll welcome Craig Whiten. Kyle, White. be- Kyle Bennett is a, a but, local lad, they'll all, welcome Craig back with spice. open arms, there'll be no,
0: mem- no bad memories from his performances it'll, against him It'll really
2: know. add spice to the game and Dunfermline will bring a very healthy support through as well, so it'll be a cracking match. It starts at- one of the games of the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a cracking match at Paradise. and as Alan rightly says, if you're not, you can go and get another result. Yeah, they really are sending out a message to the rest of the teams in that division.
3: To build on what Bear was saying about Jack Walton, he had nothing to do, but again, to offer that kind of insight from being pretty close to the pitch at Gayfield, United are a really loud team now. Mm-hmm. It's so night and day compared to last season. Jack was... Um, you, just sh- to
0: interject for a second, you know, he, he was doing it because we mentioned him in recent weeks as our memory of Kevin Holt was mm-hmm. a quiet left back, lovely lad who looked after his own business on the park, but wasn't vociferous. I noticed Aye. he was uh, he was opening his mouth a lot.
3: It's a really, really yeah. loud team. Mole, Watt, Docker, Holt, Walton, Grimshaw you know, Grimshaw was really close. Yeah. To really, really vocal, um, talking to each other, demanding. You know, it wasn't pleasantries or applauds. It Dayfield's
0: was a great stadium to find <laughs> out what a team's like yeah, that is it? Yeah, it was
3: it? It? just, and I think that's really heartening because last season, that United team were too, too quiet. Their heads went down too easily um, I think at times and I don't think that will happen this season which gives you, you only really know when they have to face some real adversity but that gives you hope that um, when they face some adversity there will be enough people lifting each other and demanding and um, yeah that's one thing that, that really shone through and, the, and that came from the goalkeeper, he is a for a, for a relatively young man, 25 is pretty young for a keeper, yeah. um, he is he's got broad shoulders and is not shy and Given a guy like Declan Gallagher, what for? If he, you know, if he, if he's not where he wants him to be, for example, and yeah, I think that's really heartening. After, um, let's be honest, it was blatantly obvious that that defence had no faith in Mark Birigati last season. Mm-hmm. By the end, it's, and um, that could not be further from the truth with this current United side.
0: I mean, you go, you, you know, as a goalkeeper, former goalkeeper yourself, your goalkeeper can have nothing to do, but he can do it in a way that inspires confidence or. You can do it in a way that has you looking over yep. your shoulder all the time yeah. saying, where is he? What's a, he going to do?
2: As I, as I said a minute ago, it's, it's the simple things that, that keep defenders calm. You know, if, 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 you, if you're have bringing pressure onto yourself when there's no need, then you've got an issue. You've got an issue and then it spreads. Have you... It spreads through the team uncertainty spreads through the centre of defence out to the full backs and suddenly they're not looking on their keeper as they should be as an extra man to use when in doubt they don't want to do that so instead mm-hmm. they're, they're turning into trouble or they're kicking balls out and they're allowing teams to get up the path when they should not be getting up the path because I'll be honest with you again Dundee United this season the majority of teams will be playing counter-attacking football so there should be extra men along that back four to play you, you, you're you unlikely to find a team pressing Dundee United with three attackers Unless they're chasing the game in the last ten minutes or so, so the majority of the time you will be allowed if a ball comes over the top of your defence. Whether it's a centre back to the full backs, they will be able to turn around and roll it back to the goalkeeper, and and he looks well assured to take that. And it's a great thing to have for your for your defence and for the team in general.
0: And it would be remiss of us to talk about the one at our growth without mentioning the support they got. I mean, it, people will say oh, it's only it's only twenty five minutes up the road, uh, and that's just because it's busy. Uh, but 3,000 away fans after the season they had last season and it's a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: 3,225, I think the final count was. and it's, Approximately. Yeah, it's uh similar to last season. I think I this must be so delighted that <laughs> Dundee United replaced Dundee in the division <laughs> because I think the crowd for the 0-0 game last season was, I think it was about 12 uh, more than <laughs> the game, uh, you know, it was that tight mm-hmm. because both clubs sold out every ticket they were given, yeah. and the difference comes down to basically, obviously, that was uh, squeaky bum time for both as well. So they maybe yeah. brought more to the game, but it just goes to show that. it's a a godsend for a growth to have these clubs down the road, they have fantastic travelling fans, both sets of clubs have fantastic travelling fans and it was a really good atmosphere as I wrote in the, you know, sort of the analysis piece after the the game, one of the points to touch on was you know, this isn't a division a situation uh, that anybody involved with United wants to be at but if they keep playing like that United fans will make the best of it they yeah. will enjoy their mm. season oh, in the championship enjoyable. you know it's they won't enjoy the fact that their club is a championship club but there is things to be enjoyed about being in the championship your away days to Wraith um, Rovers Dunfermline or Bro it's a, train ride away, well it should be uh, Scott will cancel the trains back at, um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> on Friday night, but generally they'll be easy to, to get a train to and they'll go in their numbers and providing Jim Goodwin's side are doing the business, they'll probably have an enjoyable campaign mm-hmm. um, and as long as it doesn't last four seasons, like the last yes. time when the novelty starts to wear off, then uh, I think, the, you know, they can potentially what, come once back to the you've got a
0: season ticket for the McDonald's Dumbarton, yeah, exactly, and Dumbarton. Yeah, exactly,
3: exactly. So um, providing it as a one-season stay, then um, I think those fans are going to make the best of it.
0: And it's, it's also interesting on the fact that
3: the fans, two
0: players that have departed in the last wee while, is Bezic and Charlie Mulgrew, and also, already, piece of, with Stephen Fletcher just uh, a few hours before we recorded this. They all mentioned, despite the, the the bad memories of last season, they all mentioned the fans mm-hmm. and and said. And you you have to you have to see. I mean, like like every set of fans, they can give a, give you a stick if you yeah. deserve it. But the United fans have stuck by.
2: Oh yeah, they've backed them to the hill And Alan's, Alan's talking about you know our growth is only a half our as You said half our away in the car, but. United you know, will take a fan base running a four figures to most away games yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. Quite, I'm talking about going to Ayr and Inverness, and if they're doing well, it could be a couple of thousand fans. There's mm-hmm. a novelty
3: to it. You yeah. know, there's, it's, you, you're, you're going to those games, they're new venues, they're new away games, and you're expected to potentially win them. Compare that to... Is that any less alluring? Uh, especially f- for the kids. For uh, than going they to Rangers or Celtic, yeah. you know, is it that much better yeah. than uh, than worse than going to Rangers or Celtic? You know, obviously in footballing terms, yes, but in terms of a fan
2: experience, I think there's no, lots I, to be lapped I, I, up. Yeah, I would, I would accept that as well. As I done the fan last season, it was, it was enjoyable um, because you were because your you are, boss left yeah. at half past <laughs> nine every morning. <laughs> no, no, it was enjoyable because you were winning more games. There's no, there could be no doubt about that. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what division mm. you're actually playing. And if you're at Saturday night at five o'clock, if mm-hmm. your team has won, you've got a smile on your face. Mm-hmm.
3: You've had a good day with your yeah, mates, absolutely. And
2: there are, there are a lot of enjoyable trips in the championship as well. You know, it's 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 so there's a lot of places that are e- I would say easier, easier access to games. So we'll put it that way. You know, uh-huh. when you're getting, yeah. you know, so um, yeah. But you know, what we support supported well and I'm glad Charlie and, and the other players that have mentioned that you know it's, it's because they've seen it for themselves yeah, and they've seen the potential and as Alan says it, it will only grow and grow if you need to keep winning games everybody will you know, want to be a part of it
3: Just to touch on those departures now it seems a like good time as any with uh, Aziz going Charlie going I think it's safe to say that Emi Niskanen will be um, yeah. Edging towards the the exit door, Exeter have had a, a bit accepted for him, and it's really up to Ilmari whether that's where he sees uh, his future. But I know he'll want to play first team football more regularly because he wants to keep that place in the Finland squad. Um, so it's been a good week in terms of the just the the brutal bottom line realities. Yeah. Uh, United they need to get certain people a, a certain amount off the the wage bill. I think that's blatantly obvious. And well, it's a
0: good a I get I touched on it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. At a time when the results were still only starting to come. But Jim Goodwin, from day one, he he seems to manage the club very, very well. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's a big reduction in financial burden. And the betch one in particular, seems to have given him a wee bit of money to play with between now and the end of the window.
3: Potentially, yeah. Considering the club has effectively... I wouldn't say decimated, that's maybe, but they've certainly, you know, the head of recruitment has left and it's basically been put upon Luigi, the CEO, Capuano and um, and Jim Goodwin to do a lot of the business. I think the business has been good. It's, you know, they've done, they would have liked to get certain things, especially mm-hmm. the outgoing transfers done a bit earlier. I think that's safe to say, um, but we're still a reasonable amount away from the end of August and most of what they need done is done. They still need to come to sort of some sort of agreement with or get someone to take Mark Birgitte, which um, is is certainly an issue. And uh, as I say, Niskan will probably go, I think, reading between the lines in terms of when he's been available and where he's been in the pecking order, the amount of minutes he's got. Will Logan Chalmers be part of the picture this season? I have my doubts. Um, And I know that there is certainly, there will be interest in him. Mm -hmm. So um, he's maybe one to watch. And with all that in mind, I could definitely see maybe one or two coming in Jim Goodwin said this week that he's got a scope to get one in um but that was before as that sorry that was before um the interest in Niskanen, for example mm. um so uh, I would think if maybe a couple go you look up maybe wide area and attack attack slash wide area it's because if, it's a, if great, it's a
0: great time to suddenly have that, yeah. that option because you can look around your team where it's yeah. even it, as much as we're been happy with the situation across the road, Tony Doherty is obviously looking at who's
3: injured just yeah. now. They're absolutely not scrambling. That's, the, mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, the the one thing that if a player that Jim Goodwin wants becomes available, they are able to sign him. They've created enough wiggle room to sign him, but he is earnestly happy with, with the group and I don't think there's any uh, desperation to get them in the only position, as I allude to there, that you would look at if, if for example a Logan Chalmers was to go with Niskin, and also likely to go you mm-hmm. would then look at the right wing position and say there's only really Matthew that whose best position is on that right wing so you would then maybe say you could perhaps do a reinforcements there um, but beyond that as we've said, you can pick holes in any squad and say, I would rather have depth here, yeah, I would rather yeah. have depth here. Dundee United ha- are in the Championship and, and have a group of players. Everyone's
0: got beer's checkbooks. Yeah, and
3: they have, you know, they're in the Championship, they will need to run with a Championship budget mm-hmm. and they have a squad that is the envy of every club in the Championship. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's an element of, you know, he may be too uh, much of a perfectionist with be your squad build and I think they can be pretty happy with where they are and I know the manager is, very happy with where they are.
0: Well, you you mentioned wide areas, and and I saw I saw your stuff this week about Jim Goodwin urging Glenn Middleton to simplify mm-hmm. his game, but overall. You never know what's around the corner, but overall, he must be happy
3: with Middleton and Cujo in those those positions. Definitely. I think with Cujo's natural inclination to come in from the right-hand side onto that left foot and make things happen inside, he wants Middleton on the left, making the pitch as wide as possible to give you that width on the other side. And I think Glenn Middleton's benefited from that so far. He seems to... I think when in his head he doesn't have so many options he knows what he's been told to do mm-hmm. get your head down take on your man and put in yeah. a dangerous cross that makes life a bit easier for him mm-hmm. i would guess rather than thinking what should i do next should i do this because he's very capable of doing a number of things he's a talented footballer so i think that's what he means by simplifying his game just giving him a clear instruction in terms of how he can best um, uh, kind of affect the game in a positive way and there aren't many right-backs in the Scottish Championship who look forward to having mm. a Glenn Middleton running full pace at him and whipping in crosses, mm. that's for sure. It, yeah, it, it
0: struck me, George, it was Goodwin's comments about Middleton were like the good defence lawyer who only asks a question he knows the answer to. Mm. He only brought that up <laughs> about Middleton because he knows the boy can do it and he's yeah. happy with the boy.
1: I thought you were going to say that he brought it up because he He's well, in the no, jail because <laughs> <laughs> what he told him to do paid off. Or um, <laughs> well, there'll be an eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, but talking about simplifying, that it, it doesn't get more s- simplified and effective than uh, it, the. Ele- in the yeah, eleven minutes and <laughs> one, one touch and stick it in the corner. Yeah. I mean, so it was a really really well taken goal. I
0: mean, it's the kind of thing you say you say to a player when you've got that example. So you kept that simple. Yeah. You kept your runs direct. Yeah, you scored the goal by not doing it was a difficult finish, but he he did it. Like it should, you say yeah. one touch shot.
1: Exactly. And that that kicked United into gear on it and got them going. Um big fan in Middle, and I have to say that I've not seen him consistently in the flesh a lot, but I like what I see from him uh, over his career. He's still very young though, isn't he? Yeah, he's, 20, he's,
3: 20, he's twenty-three years. 20, but yeah, his, still, his, pretty young. his career has been one that's been Uh, peppered with big moments goals for Rangers against Spartak Moscow in Europe goals against Azad Alkmaar for Uh United there's these big moments Scottish Cup semi-final free kick uh, for St Johnston you know his career's full of these moments but and you know I say this with the greatest of respects he's a a nice lad but his career has flattered to deceive to this point and this is the season where he needs to consistent every week be a game changer because if you're going to reach the potential that people talk about Glenn Middleton having then you need to Stroll the championship. You need mm-hmm. to be the man in the championship. And he was certainly one of the men yeah, <laughs> at, there, there at comes Gate a field. point
0: in your, your career, you want to be known for being a good player that's in the team every week rather than picking out just individual moments of brilliance. Mm-hmm. Of course,
3: there? of course. Those moments of brilliance show that he's got talent, but there's that next stage of maturity and that next stage of development as being someone that, see, if you're not a nine out of ten, the manager knows you'll at least be a six or a seven. And that's that's what you kinda you need from, from Glenn and that consistency. And that,
1: that was a big goal. Obviously the first league goal of the season. But in that game, United's confidence just flourished yeah. from there. I mean that's it's hugely important to get that first goal and get it so quickly. Um and they just ran riot really, didn't they? Um I both couldn't cope with them. Keeping that up might be the issue that's always the issue in the Championship every game is an absolute battle as we've seen only too often um, it, we've talked about it already about the Firmland at home I, I fancy United to, to follow up with, with a win in that
0: one yep but I'm confident <laughs> yeah we know that and I'm also yeah. confident that the Dundee United women's team can do the business when they kick off against Partick Thistle live on that Gaelic channel <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite channel, yeah. Yes, I like nothing better than watching Scottish football in a foreign language. <laughs> a as an, you all know,
3: been an interesting campaign for for Graham Hart's team. It's um, they've lost their captain and star player, and Danny McGinley. She's gone to Hearts, and um, there's been a lot of you know uh, change in terms of personnel there. But um, fundamentally it's about incrementally building for them. I don't think Which they've
0: done very well in recent years. Over the years, day.
3: exactly. Survival was all that mattered last season and I think that will be the aim again this season but maybe looking to, you know, be slightly less um, uh, nerf-shredding by the end of it, you know, last game of the season, uh, last season effectively, that, that secured their guaranteed safety. So, um, they'll be looking to build upon that and they'll be playing once it's finished completely at a, Gussie Park that's been done up, proper home ground. And, yeah, very very interesting campaign to come. And fingers crossed that that they can keep building. But it won't be easy because there's a lot of um, the standard at that level that keeps progressing every single season. There's um, full-time teams in that division. There's teams that clubs are putting a huge amount of resources into. And I think it it wouldn't be a to suggest that Dundee United Having been relegated to the championship as a football club, are maybe not able to put the same level of resources in, so they're working with what they've got in terms of being self-sustainable and manageable. And um, I'm really, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how they shape up on Sunday. Um, but won't be easy uh, through in, in Glasgow against Partick Thistle, who did well last season, did really well last season under Brian Graham. So is it
2: uh, for hell?
3: Uh, Peterhill, I believe. It's Peter. uh, so it's um, all these hills in Glasgow look the same to <laughs> me. Yeah, hopefully it's not a hell to die on.
0: <laughs> Great stuff, and just before we go, wish the former United boss Jack Gross, all the best with his new role at Newcastle. As as is yeah no, George and mm-hmm. I know uh, from the media side of the Newcastle Sunderland rivalry, I'm sh- I'm sure an ex Sunderland boss will be welcomed with open arms by the Toon Army. Not. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick up your copy of The Tille Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tanadice, or go to thetilly.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door.